0: what's up and welcome back to propels talk presents you by boot crew media and company burr also new sponsor steven offner royal honda it's a great time mm. to be at royal honda where they have 80 pre-owned cars available for immediate delivery and 100 new cars like the 2022 honda pilot EXL, honda's flagship suv boot crew media is driven and powered by royal honda at 5600 veterans boulevard in Metairie, or visit royalhonda.com to find your new car today. Joined with Stephen Offner. Steve, haven't seen you in a while. I like your kingdom shirt. What's going on, bro?
1: Thank you. I, a friend gave it to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know a guy that knows a guy. I know guy, a
1: guy right? who knows a guy. Okay. Um, good man. Um, stretch The stretch of the season is here that we were worried yeah. about. And yeah. it is. Um, it's it's not been that kind to us.
0: It, it, well, the, listen, it hasn't been kind, but let's talk about the last three games because uh-huh. when we went into this, and you can admit it, when we went in, if I say, "Hey, Stephen, we're going to be two and one by the end of the week, or by the end of the road trip," you probably call me crazy.
1: Yeah, and like I mean, and it would be nice. It would be a nice thing to do. And
0: tomorrow, yeah. last night sucked, and we're gonna, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, but what this team did without Brandon Miller, mm-hmm. you know, without Larry Nance, obviously not Zion, losing Herb Jones later, you know, in the second half of that game last night. Yeah. Like, guys stepped up that needed to step up. Jonas Valanciunas played some really good basketball. Jose Alvarado were incredible, just amazing.
1: I want to give uh, credit also- to. I want to give a little credit to Jose here. I, I said this uh, a couple months back when he first like came onto the scene and he was getting those yeah. meaningful minutes at the end of the game, um, and I said that that was a problem. Right. Well wrong, eating <laughs> plates, plates of crow right now, because he made a play last night. It was very... It was it was right towards the end of the game. It was about when we got that little two-for-one. No, no, no. Oh, he kept two us, for the, one. the little two-for-one at the end of the game, he was smart enough to go down yeah. and we didn't need a three. And his basketball IQ was high enough to know, like, hey, let's go get this. And I also think he was fouled on the play. Maybe I'm just being a homer on that. But it's when he made that quick little play and gave us the two-for-one and kept us in the game to give us another defensive yeah. stop, and I'll be... Missing Herb in that situation. You know, it's oh, like so I want to give money. credit. I want to give credit where credit's due. I'm sorry, Jose. We have found a few. <laughs> maybe, maybe Cruz was right a couple weeks back when we were talking. Maybe we do have our point guards that we're right. looking for. Listen, Kyra comes back and Jose can run it too. Yeah, maybe we got something. Right. Maybe. I've been shocked with Jose. And listen, yeah. I, I've said this before. Jose is
0: a great story. I went on the last podcast with Lido and Five and said I'd take Kyra over Jose. And today I don't I, that's a, <laughs> it's a different discussion. But listen. I was talking with somebody last night, one of our followers, and they were like, "Maybe Kyra and Jose can, you know, both like, you know, like they can both be something." So, listen, I'm not dogging Jose. I think Jose is a great basketball player. Someone's like, "Well, you dogged Jose in last pot." No, I didn't. I I said I'd take Kyra over Jose. It was a question to me. I I didn't dog right. Jose is a good basketball player, as you said last night. It's even high IQ player. You know, we tweeted something out a a couple nights ago where he. He a basket goes in, he hides in the corner. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> he hides in the corner, no one sees him, and then just like a bolt of lightning comes over, steals it. His nickname now is um, it's a Grand Theft Alvarado or uh, <laughs> Robin Hood. I mean, this is out Robin of control. Hood. But but that's all good points. He stepped up, and another guy steps up, CJ McCollum. I know he's coming off COVID and ah. you know, a rough, rough stretch there, but CJ, man, he's he, I want to dive into him, Stephen, because he does so much on the court but off sure. the court, off the court what this franchise is always needed. And this is what, why everyone loves Antonio Daniels is because they back the city and they back the franchise. And what CJ McComb has done just in a month, uh, it started NBA all-star Saturday and then it kind of snowballed to where like, I wanted to be in new Orleans. I like this team. I like this franchise. And it's kind of changed the narrative a little bit. And now he goes on a uh, podcast with Darius miles. Um, and it was the uh, knuckleheads podcast shout out five uh conrad shout out uh Jared, um for sharing this but he says "Darius Miles says why do you, do you want to go to new orleans it was a combination of things the culture the city the people the love you can feel it i love the atmosphere and if you are supposed to do what you have to do in a city like this you will be loved forever if you embrace them the way they embrace you you become legendary yeah fan favorite right there in there that's all like zion had to do like you know like just to win us back say it's, something like that
1: I, it's but, like, the narrative it's it, every single person who buys into this city and organizations in the city say the same thing so it's not just delusional of people saying it over and over again there's got to be some validity to it right and it's just right. when you do things i mean and especially i mean go back go back to he who shall not be named in AD. Like, um, he never said that. The stuff. way he exited. So right. it, was like, it was like, gone, you're gone. The way Chris Paul exited was different because we yeah. knew he wanted out and all this stuff. And like Jake alluded to last time he was on, it was like, everybody was fine with AD leaving up until the way that was handled. Like we knew it. So it's just it's it's the same thing. It's a double-edged sword here. If you accept us, we accept you. Right. And if and- you piss on us, we piss back
0: right and it's just like the what but like cj read the room within a day Sure, you know, like right. he, he's been so great for this franchise not only on the, on the court but off the court as well and something mm-hmm. that this franchise this team this city is needed because i hate when people say it's not a basketball city because i think it's a i think it's bullshit like when the team's good people show up like i was at the blender the other night uh, when the suns came it was loud man like everyone's yeah. excited there's three home game stretch the lakers come in on sunday and we're talking about it you know if the on the last podcast, even if they host a playing game, the city's going to be buzzing. It's going to be like a, you know, I don't want to compare it to a Saints playoff game, but the city buzzing.
1: Don't. City, don't. <laughs> <the> <laughs> it's going to bring us above. Yeah.
0: But no, I'm I just want to say there's support for this team, and, and just to see CJ McCollum go on a national stage, be recognized. Shout out CJ, by the way, for retweeting the tweet. Thought that was awesome. Oh yeah, that was fucking awesome. So, um, <laughs> Stephen, I, I, I just want wanted to make a point how important that stuff is too.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, like I said I, just earlier, if you embrace us, we'll embrace you. That's it. It's easy. It's that simple. It's not a hard. It's not a hard thing to grasp down here. I mean, it's 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 the culture. I mean, you look at it. I mean, look at like any situation. Like it, just somebody mm-hmm. being nice down here. You know, it's just it's everybody's welcoming.
0: Right. So that, no, that's 100%. it.
1: If you're nice, yeah.
0: So. Something negative. Let's talk about the game last night. And, and yeah. into the first two quarters, it was sloppy, but they're winning. It was, it was one of those, you know, win ugly kind of things. And yeah, I thought they took kind of a stranglehold there in the third quarter. We go on our run. They go on their run. We bounce back with another run. And then and then just, pff, excuse my language, fuck all fucking all, like, just hell broke loose. Like, for mm-hmm. no reason. It's a two-on-one situation. Herb Jones, who we've watched now for 72 games, he likes to Euro, and he likes to carry it over defenders right? right you i don't think herb jones has said 15 words this season he's been teed up one time do you yeah. think he looks like a dirty player is he a marcus smart is he a pat Bev? if this is those two guys so be it. this is a rookie who's got mad respect from a bunch of veterans in this league does clearly a euro step and this would piss me off stephen yes should have been a flagrant one absolutely it sure effects in the neck head they reviewed it like mm. Like, if this was like, yep, that dude's ejected, there's going to be no replay, whatever, I'd be. They they literally took their time. They took like two minutes to review this, and they still, they changed the call to a flagrant two, and Willie Green's like, what the? F-? Like, what do you mean <laughs> to flagrant two? Clearly, Steven, in a Euro with Herb and his length, he likes to Euro and carry it over that defender's head and lay it up. Well, first of
1: all, first of all, Pat Beverly could never pull off such a move, Absolutely. so let's put I, that down. I um, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. The inconsistency of the officiating lately. I mean, I, sure. I hate to harp on it. I hate to. Whenever you talk about referees, it's not good, you know. So, it's it's frustrating, especially it really when, it take, when you right. It, it takes the, all of the momentum. You take one of our best defenders off the court for the remainder of the game, even though it's a close game. So it's. Right. I hate when, and especially when they influence a game like that when it's clearly not what. They, they were calling it or making it out to be so today. I don't understand where in that video they saw that they needed to change that to a flagrant, too. I, I don't understand why.
0: And, like, to your point, it's so if this is
1: Anthony Davis, if this is LeBron, just say, LeBron, Oh, go, oh, it's they're this, not is, getting kicked out the game. No, they would never change that to a flagrant, two of this. That's was, what I'm talking right. about. It
0: has to be consistent. Even if sure. this is Donovan Mitchell, uh you know, I'm not disrespecting this guy, he's a great player, but Jason Tato, he, those guys are not getting kicked out just because he's Herb Jones, he doesn't say a word. Um, and you know, he's a rookie, you're gonna just kick him out. The one thing because it's reviewed, it's being fucking reviewed. Like I mean, no, what can it have been making reviewed. an
1: example out of somebody? Like what else could it be? Like none of it makes sense. But I don't understand heard, why
0: like if you watch her like that is one of his go-to moves like that's also well, it's not even app. it's not even his
1: go-to move it is a basketball move right it's a, it, right it's not it's not like a thing that he right. does like hard right. and traveling every you right. know on his step backs or anything and he gets away with that but we can't do an actual basketball move just to bring the ball above your head i see guys swing elbows all the time oh. make eye contact when, and make someone bleed and it's 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 a flagrant run and they get to stay in the game they're swinging elbows around the room i i and-
0: if this was game, like, 30, I wouldn't make it a big deal. But, like, this is literally right. in the middle of the playoff race where the Lakers won last night. We needed – like, that. that yeah. is a win, like, that no one expected. You're on a back-to-back, last day of the road trip. And I, you hate yeah. to say, because the refs made this call, you lost the game. But to make that egregious of a call, it, it's it's unacceptable. It, is, it I,
1: is. I hate to say I hate to say refs lose you a game, but, but they have definitely influenced the shit out of it. And that's the whole thing. They influenced that just with that one call. Like I said, last last play of the game, like we, we needed Herb out there. We get Jackson Hayes switched on right. to uh who who was it that, who is who's the finisher? Why am I blanking on the name here? I'm terrible. Virginia? No, Virginia? Oh, I think ball. It was did he get well, it was ball? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, so it, we get it, we get yeah, a switch was, of yeah. Jose, Jose and yeah. Jackson switch, and then we get Jackson on the mellow ball for the last play of the game. Yeah, and cool. listen, that's what yeah. we we're
0: playing. But like, that's what sucked about the whole thing is like, I think they had forty three points going at the end of the second quarter. They had forty three points, and then up to Herb Jones getting ejected, they then scored I think twenty five in the in the third, and then like thirty four in the fourth. And yeah when you take our best defender out of the game like that's what's going to happen especially when we have a short bench too so you never want to blame it on a ref but like as you said stephen the consistency of this is ridiculous yeah it, hey. it's
1: it's 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 a rough look especially as of late i mean we had a game a couple uh what was it in denver a couple well a week a couple weeks yeah, ago yeah that's
0: about running game like with the Jokic stuff like that yeah it's. It, I think like it just always happens to us. And I know it's probably not true, but I, it really yeah, we, well, <laughs> we feel like fans.
1: it happens to us because we mainly watch us.
0: Right. <laughs> so it's like also like being a Saints fan, like you, all, like,
1: like,
0: you know, and we're a little
1: like, bitter being a Saints yeah, fan it, also, so you bitter, feel like right. we just get constantly getting attacked. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so one
0: shout out, uh, uh, Company Burger. Make sure you go check them out. Located at forty six hundred for Red Street. I'll probably be going there soon. Um, Tonight. So
1: no, God. oh, it's, it is making, it's it is raining its ass off out there right now. Is it really? Yeah, it's, it's only like, seven fifteen. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, big uh, three game home stretch coming up here, so mm-hmm. you are going to have whew, the Bulls Thursday, Spurs Saturday, Lakers Sunday. Um, Pelicans are one game back on the tiebreaker against the Lakers. I am hoping for two and one. Mm-hmm. If you go three and zero, it's a it's a major win. If you go 0 and three, it's or one and two, or one and two or oh and three, it's um, you don't deserve you might not make a play in. Sure. Um it starts with Chicago, who's beatable. It's and then follows with San Antonio and LA. Here's the thing. I think you're both gonna get Brandon Ingram and Larry Nance back uh for the game on Thursday. Which Have we good. heard
1: much about Larry Nance?
0: Yeah, he's he's been progressing. He's so he's we go, really he's going he's, okay. he's super close um i think he's gonna be back thursday i'm interested steven right I, you don't practice much during these times so he hasn't really got sure. a lot of run with the you know the 12 13 man roster um and then you know with the system i don't know what if Willie knows if he can do thing, what, what he can what he can't do so it, that's going to be in, that's going to be interesting to see if Willie goes sure. to him early on or not um and then brandon coming back right? he's everything he, you get brandon and cj this team's even without Zion, the team's dangerous. The way Jose's playing, um, you know, Jonas Valanciunas, Billy's always great. Uh, Najee Marshall, another guy that has really turned it around uh, for the Pelicans.
1: No, I mean, look at when they first got here. We were beating people at 30 when it was just them two out there, you know? So it's – hopefully we do get them both back and – like you said, if we if we can pull off two wins here, that would be lovely. Three yeah, wins, obviously, one. you play to win the game, so you want to go three and zero.
0: Oh. If, um, if you're going to go two and one, it has to be one has to include the Lakers. So yes, you absolutely. Lakers,
1: well, right, right. You, that, you I mean, Lakers, that's the must win. That's that's obviously the must win of this whole 100%. stretch.
0: If you beat the Lakers, you automatically win the tiebreaker. So they play the Lakers. They play the Lakers once. They play them two more times. If the Pelicans win on either Sunday or next week they get the tiebreaker of the Lakers, which I think is going to be huge because I think it's going to be a one game or tie difference. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's going to be interesting. But what sucks for the Pelicans, it's going to be a back-to-back. And San Antonio, who just got their ass kicked, uh, I don't see them taking that game lightly.
1: No. I mean, Pop got ejected that game. That was hilarious. That little (laughs) wink on the the walk-off was great. God, I love that dude. Oh, my God. It's It's hard to root against him. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, especially the way that we beat them last time at their place. I mean, they're coming out gunning, but who do they – uh do we know who they played before us? Maybe we get somebody else who so give a little smackdown on them and heating them up. up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, look at that. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. We got a yep. tornado warning in the area. Oh, Take you know cover. Take cover.
0: Here at Propel Talk, we keep the show. We keep
1: fucking through.
0: <laughs> for you, the fans, what, we do everything. What the, what's
1: the post office say? Uh, rain, sleet, or snow? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're inside. Yeah, there's, there's been
0: some pretty uh, rough weather out there. So, um, yeah, Stephen, the, the, the game Sunday it, is huge. The Lakers here this week have, looks like, the Sixers tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Wednesday. A, yeah, it's going to be Wednesday. That's a and tough then, game. Dude, then they get three days off.
1: Ah, they, God damn it! That's wild. <sighs> they did they this on purpose. Three, it's rigged. It's all rigged.
0: Wait, okay. <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. So,
1: three games playing, off after that?
0: They're playing Philly tomorrow in LA. Then they get three days off and play the Pelicans. Meanwhile, the
1: Pelicans have a back to back. Tight. Perfect. Perfect setup. God God damn it, man. I mean, can we just get just a little bit easy road, not as rocky? Yeah. You
0: know, Jake Madison locked on. There he (laughs) is. Coming on, Jake. Um, yeah, you got an awesome fit right now.
1: What is this little? What is this little?
2: Back, what is this I little? I upgraded backlight? the
1: studio a little bit here.
2: Yeah, we we can do some colors and
1: things. That makes your stuff. eyes pop. Like,
0: that's <laughs> it. Uh, no, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, so, Jake, we we're just talking about though. Thanks for joining the show, by the way. Um, we we're just talking about the Lakers have three days off before they play the Pelicans on Sunday. Meanwhile, the Pelicans are mm. on back to back. Yeah,
2: it's just how we drew I, it I up. Saw that. Yeah, look, you know, let's let's make it tougher. It's more impressive than when they win that way or, or something along those lines, I guess. Just like one of those things, the schedule's weird. Like this stuff happens, unfortunately. I don't know. Every team kind of handles this and deals with things like this. And just these late games, late in the season are just kind of amplified a little bit. So everything feels like a little
1: bit more.
0: Yeah, sure. So I I, I watched a show today. It was awesome. Um, but I wanted you to elaborate a little bit more on the Herb Jones call, because I hate harping on it. Me and Steven just talked about the shake. Like, we don't ever want to say a referee lost you the game, but it definitely influenced the game. Um, and you were saying it today on your podcast where, you know, I think he gets ejected at 630 is what you say, and then we give up 35 in the fourth and a lot. What do you see as the problem with the NBA and officiating right now? Because what's sad about the whole thing is that they reviewed it too and still got it wrong
2: yeah, that was the weird part, right? Like that's a flagrant one. That is the definition of a flagrant yeah. one call. it's It's really as simple as that. And, you know, you need intent in a flagrant two, And I don't, I don't know what the intent was. And I think this comes down to the refs, like not being prepared and not knowing what Herb Jones does. He does that Euro step often, but if you're a ref, you see this rookie second round guy and you've never really paid attention to him before. I guess you don't know that he does that sort of thing. You know, refs have scouting reports too, that they're supposed to be prepared to going in. And they just seemed like, Oh, he never does this. So he elbowed him in the head and it was just no. And as you said, right. It changed the complexion of the rest of the game. I don't know if I can say for sure, that that's what cost him it. But if Hurt Jones plays, they'd probably win. There were other things they could have done to win that game too. Willie Green did not do the best with his subs in the fourth quarter. Things like that, Certainly. But they probably win the game if Herb Jones plays. I don't really have a problem saying that. And it's funny you ask me kind of like, what, what should the NBA do? There's a promo we have for our locked-on network that we're running for like advertisers at one point. And there's a quote of me in there. I don't know when I said but I said it. I guess I said it on my show at one point where it's like, the NBA has a referee problem or an officiating problem. And they pulled like that soundbite to put in because I guess I sounded <laughs> hot takey. <laughs> But they do. Like this has been a problem all year. This has been a problem yeah. for the past couple of years with yeah. the NBA where just there's no consistency whatsoever. And I think to a degree that's kind of charming, right? Like in baseball, you kind of like that maybe umpires have different strike zones. And so the pitchers need to come in and do that. But you know who doesn't seem to like that it is baseball. Hence like the, the robot umps, right? And the right. kind of like VAR strike zone and things like that. You don't want people to be talking about refs after a game. It takes away from your product. It actively hurts your product. And we've historically seen some of these refs kind of have big heads, right? They're full of themselves. They almost want to be the star of the show. Joey Crawford, right? Like, this is an example of that. They need to figure something out with that. And they need to have these refs prepped a little bit more on guys and these guys just need to do their homework a little bit better. And you can't just show up and be like, I'm going to ref an NBA game. It
0: doesn't work like that. Jay, can you walk me through the NBA? MB- I don't, do you know much about the NBA replay like actual system? Yeah. Like, it, who's you making know, it's, the call? Is it, is it the people reviewing the, it's the, the, it's the league
2: the office game? in caucus, New Jersey. So it's not right. these refs that are there. It's kind of, right. they trigger a review and is it like a we panel? Just, is
0: it one person making a decision? Yeah, like how-
2: it goes to kind of like a room, right? I think where they look at it and it's probably a panel or they probably have one guy working every game that's the impartial person, you know, similar to probably like college, right? It gets sent up to someone and they make the review and then they send it back to every college football, I should say. I believe it's like that, right? I don't know what they saw in that whatsoever to call that a flagrant to. Like that's the part that I just don't get is like someone, as you said, right, like they reviewed it this wasn't like a call on the court and they're like oh man just things fast in real time you know i was unfortunately because bally sports is terrible watching it's pirating the game and watching the hornet's feed of this we also trust like, like, like i'm like very fed up with that <laughs> to the point where like i don't want to try and be a dick to people like i know and i've worked with the time Bally sports sucks <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm tired of the game, and I'm watching because of that the the Hornets feed. Like their broadcasters were shocked by this. Their broadcast booth was like, oh wow, that's a two. Like when well, the guys who and they were homerish in that in that call, right? Like when, when the homerish guys are like, oh, that's a terrible call, like you know it's a terrible call.
0: Yeah. It was bad, but uh, I want to move forward to this week. Have you heard anything about Brandon and Larry Nance returning at all? or elaborate a little bit. sorry elaborate as much yeah as you like
2: you know I think with Brandon Ingram they're they're just being cautious right we've seen him this year particularly with that hip injury early on in the year that if he's not like 100% healthy he's not himself he, he's a bit of a ghost during games and he doesn't have the same kind of impact and influence and teams know that and they can kind of game plan for it accordingly like if he steps in as at like 80% it's just not the same thing, and I think they don't want to rush him out there until he's one hundred percent and able to be like the Brandon Ingram we know. So if it means he needs to rest a little bit longer, like you, you kind of roll the dice on that with some potential losses. And with a hamstring, there's always that chance that it could reoccur and turn into something yeah. big, right? Like hamstrings are tricky injuries, let alone in a sport where you're running up and down the court where you're jumping, and using that muscle a lot. So if he goes out there at eighty-five percent, ninety. percent 95% and tweaks it and you lose him for these two yeah. Laker games coming up. I think that's a bit disastrous. So I think they're just, and again, their medical staff is kind of cautious when it comes to injuries. So yeah. I think that's part of why we haven't seen him. You know, he's going to play at some point, I would assume either on Thursday and if not Thursday, if they want to play it really cautious when that game looks a little bit like it's maybe a scheduled loss and you're not as worried about losing that game, hold them out till you get him back for the back to back on Friday on Saturday and Sunday against the Spurs and Lakers, two absolute must-wins. That's when I think you'll see him. When it comes to Larry Nance Jr., he's close. You know, he's close. The team's publicly saying he's close, too. You've heard Antonio Daniels say it on the broadcast Mm -hmm. a lot, too. Would it surprise me if he plays this weekend? Like, not at all. I don't think he's going to make the impact that some people will this is a guy who's missed the majority of the season, right? Like they – the Pelicans are going to have a ramp-up process. It's not, okay, here's your backup big man and go out and play 25 to 30 minutes per game. He's going to play like 10 to 15 for the first – couple of games and then maybe once you hit the playing tournament in 10 games or so is he at 25 minutes or so you know he had a setback in his knee that forced him to have that more recent surgery basically announced on like the the day before he was traded here so the recovery period for that type injury can be a little bit fraught too so they're going to bring him along slowly I'd like to have him 10 minutes of him is better than some of the guys they've been playing and I think a really useful thing so I'll take that but I caution that I wouldn't expect like too much from him in his first five games back or so yeah. but he's close like if he plays friday or saturday and gives you some quality minutes like sign me up not friday saturday sunday sign me up for that
1: oh um, i mean like justin said earlier it's a even even if he does come back like how impactful would he be within them he alluded to you know you don't practice much you know around this time of year it's just how can will he help implement him into this rotation and let him learn the system
2: it, look, he, he's getting, he's there in practice, you know, for what he's going to do, it's just come in and grab some boards and play some defense out on the sure. perimeter for a big man, which is what he can do. So, you know, you want him to kind of know the system offensively, know where to cut, but he's a pretty smart player, I feel. And I think he'll be okay with some of that. And at this point he should be, I think he should be up to speed enough to be able to make a positive impact for the team when he's out there on the court.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, listen, Jake. Uh, last question before I let you go. Uh, once again, Jake Madison, of Lockdown Pels, um, part of the Lockdown Network, does a great job. Part, easily one of the best uh, in the business. So make sure you go subscribe to that YouTube channel as well. Um, so with you, you mentioned Brandon Ingram saying maybe Saturday, Sunday, and then you had mentioned something about the hamstring. And, you know, it could be cautious. Do you think that he will play back to back? Like, are you worried about possibly splitting that? No, you know, I I thought that at one point, right? But if
2: if we go by the logic that they're not going to play him until he's fully healthy, then he should be able to play a back-to-back, right? If they hold him out of that Lakers game where they play him in only one of those, when it's like, you know, if he plays in the Spurs game, doesn't play in the Laker game, then he's not 100% healthy. And then, you know, it kind of gives us a little bit more insight into what they're doing. But, you know, I think it's one of those things, right? Like he should get his full (laughs) allotment of minutes, assuming he's conditioned well enough. And, you know, who knows on that. But I think he should end up playing and kind of be fine. I think, you know, it's one of those things, like if it were win or you're out, You know, on on Thursday, like he could probably play like I feel like he could probably play at that they just don't need to yet. You know, I think when you look at them in their schedule, like winning against Charlotte would have been nice. Right. Winning against the Bulls would be nice. But those aren't the key games here. If you beat the Spurs, you essentially knock them out of contention, I feel like for the 10th spot. So that's at least yours, given that you could split your games the rest of the way. That's good. That's a good spot to be in. Right. If you beat the Lakers twice, you probably jump to ninth. The other games don't matter as much. You don't want to lose all of them, certainly. But given that the schedule kind of breaks their way and is a little bit easier, they shouldn't. And I think getting that game against the Hawks was a little bit of lanyap, which means you can afford to drop another one later down the line. So I think they're still going to be in in good position, even if they don't have him, as long as you win the games that you've got to win. And they have must-win games coming up. But like, but like Portland's shutting it down now, right? Yeah. You saw Josh Hart is all of a sudden not playing after he's been looking tremendous. He wasn't listed on the injury report. Now he's got a knee injury that's going to keep him out for something like 10, 10 days, right? right. Like, uh, As long as you beat the Spurs in these other games, they, you know, in the Lakers, they should be okay, I think.
0: Jake. I know it's the last question. This is really the last question. Is there any chance the Pelicans sign Josh Hart in the offseason? Is there any chance of a reunion? Or, like, like I see a lot of people <laughs> chattering it, right? I see a lot of people tweeting it.
2: I've seen that so much and I don't, I think that's wishful thinking, right? So part (laughs) of it is his contract's kind of weird. His contract's super weird in like one, we've almost never seen anything like this. And I can't remember it off the top of my head. I think there's a team option on it, right? Like I think that's what everyone's forgetting is there's kind of like a mutual option where if the team doesn't pick it up, he could pick it up. Now, if the team doesn't pick it up, he's not going to re-sign for like the $10 million. But if you're Portland and you have a chance to keep him next year for $10 million, like you're 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 yeah. very dumb if you are not picking up that yeah. option. And then it's the year after next where he can kind of exercise an option and get to free agency quicker. So like he's on Portland next year unless they trade him. But the way he's played, like he's gonna be someone yeah. who's gonna who's gonna require. Uh oh. Uh-oh.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: Literally, like he, like the last <laughs> thing he was gonna say in Jake Madison's <laughs> internet. As I mean, gone he looks out. good. I mean, he it's looks a good. I showed a screenshot that sent it to Jake. Listen, um, Jake's not gonna say, get to say goodbye, but once again, Jake Madison, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if, you, if you don't know him, he does a great job, of the Lockdown Network, uh, with On Pelicans. So, Stephen, before we get out of here,
1: everybody,
0: uh, I just gotta get what, what's your prediction for this week?
1: ah, uh, that's tough to say, man. Uh, I think we win on Thursday. I mean, just because it's, I, I Jake was saying it. Every every game is is we should win or a must win. But these two over the weekend are the biggest ones. And
0: I'm sorry, I got man, guess. he's still there. <laughs> he just texted me, and that's
1: my power going out. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah. Oh shit, that yeah. sucks. That sucks yeah. for him there. Um, yeah, but uh. Man, I I'm, I'm I'm just going to wishfully hope for 2 and 1 here. I, I, if we can get 2 and 1 that'd be great and I honestly like you said it if that yeah. that Sunday game against the Lakers is the one that we have yeah. to win. You have so to win that one. one so.
0: No, 100%. You're right. 2 and 1 is I'm happy with. I'm content with. Can we go yeah. 3 though? No, absolutely. Can. Yeah, 100%. If we're, going, if we're going 2 and 1, I'd rather Screw Chicago and let's go get Saturday, Sunday. So,
1: exactly, uh, exactly. Once again,
0: you know, shout out to Company Burger located 4600 for Red Street. Make sure you go check them out. Once again, this podcast was sponsored by Royal Honda. Make sure you go check them out, royalhonda.com. Stephen author, Justin Napoli. Also, Stephen, we're going to get to meet a bunch of fans this weekend on Saturday. That's what I hear. Before the Spurs game, they're going to, um, the pelicans are doing this awesome thing where they bring all the podcasters all the bloggers together we'll to have a happy hour um and then i think joel and antonio daniel's gonna do like a panel discussion uh it's so really awesome so make sure you get out there get to meet all of us
1: do we get do we get to ask questions to joel and i AD? think we get to ask questions to joel oh, and oh, 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 okay <laughs> very, okay very uh, excited so right, we'll uh, bring a notepad full yeah. of questions <laughs> right Uh-oh. oh my shit, power just flashed my is oh, alright guys Yeah, We're take it easy go
0: pals going through now Steven take care brother go go
1: kisses yes